Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, retold from the Mark Twain originals. Chapter 13, The Duke's Plan. The news was all over town in minutes, and pretty soon we were in the middle of a crowd. The windows and front yards were full. Every so often, somebody would say over a fence, Is it them? And somebody walking along with us would answer, You bet it is. When we got to the house, the street in front was packed with people. There were three girls standing at the door. Luckily, we knew everyone was from the story the young man had told us about the other day. Mary Jane was the oldest. She had red hair and she was very beautiful. Her face and eyes were all lit up. She was so happy her uncles had come. The king spread his arms and Mary Jane jumped for them. Another daughter, who had a hard time speaking, hugged the duke. The third daughter just stood by and watched. Then the king and the duke saw the coffin, which was propped up on two chairs. They walked over to it and very seriously and covered their eyes as if they were upset. Everybody gave them room and all the talk and the noise stopped. The two men stood in front of the coffin for a few seconds and burst out crying. Then they kneeled next to the coffin and pretended to pray over it. That seemed to work on the crowd so well. You've never seen anything like it. Everybody broke down crying. By and by, the king stood and gave a speech. It was all full of tears and nonsense about how hard it was for him and his poor brother to lose Peter. He talked about how upset he was to, to miss seeing him alive after the long journey from England. He talked about almost everybody in town, mentioning as many people by name as a young man the other day had told us. The king also mentioned all sorts of little things that happened one time or another around town, or to George's or Peter's family. He always made it sound as if Peter had written to him about all these things, but that was a lie. He uttered every little detail from that young man on the steamboat. Then Mary Jane fetched the letter that her uncle had left behind. The king read it out loud and cried over it. it explained how Peter wanted his fortune divided up among the girls and his brothers. It also described where $6,000 was hidden in the cellar. The two frauds took me downstairs with them. When we found the bag, they spilled the money out on the floor. I've got an idea, the duke said. Let's go upstairs, count the money, and then give it to the girls. Why, that's the best idea you had. They've got to believe we're their uncles if we give them the money, the king said. Back upstairs, the king made another slobbering speech about old Peter Wicks and then gave a bag full of money to Mary Jane. She hugged him, and the other two daughters went to hug and kiss the duke. Pretty soon, the king was talking about the dead man again. The duke had to pretend he couldn't hear or speak, but the king didn't have any problem with talking. He went on and on. I thought it was terrible, even though most of the people seemed to believe him. Just then, there was a loud noise in the crowd, and someone stole up. Why, Dr. Robinson, haven't you heard? That man is Harry Wilkes, said someone. The king smiled and tried to shake hands with the doctor. 
Keep your hands off me, the doctor said. You think you talk with the English accent? That's the worst imitation I've ever heard. You aren't Peter Wilkes' brother. You're a fraud. Well, the crowd became very upset at that. The king was able to convince almost everybody that he really was Harvey Wilkes. Then Mary Jane said she believed him, and that seemed to settle everybody but old Dr. Robinson. That night, we found a big dinner with the daughters. Then they set the king, the duke, and me up to a room each. I spent some time talking with each daughter. It wasn't easy, let me tell you. I was trying to imitate the king's English accent. I thought they would see through me right away, but they didn't. I was starting to see that these girls were kind and didn't deserve to have their money stolen by two old frauds. I felt so mean and low down that I made up my mind to get that money away from the king and the duke. I laid in bed that night trying to think of a way to fool those two men. I decided to steal the money from them and hide it somewhere. Then could leave a note for Mary Jane telling her where I hid it. That way she could get the money after we left. I started to search the king's room, but I had to hide when I heard the two men coming up the stairs. They came in and started talking about the plans. It was awful to hear. They wanted to steal the $6,000. I knew that much already. But they also wanted to sell the house and all the property that Peter Wilkes owned. They wanted to leave the girls with nothing. The Duke grumbled that he didn't want to rob a lot of orphans with everything they had. How you talk, said the king. We'll only be robbing them of this cash. Whoever buys the properties will be able to give them all back. The girls soon find out that we aren't really the Wilkes brothers. It's the law. They aren't going to suffer at all. Well, the king talked and talked until the duke gave in. After that, they hid the bag of money and went downstairs to say goodnight to everyone. I had the bag before they were halfway down the stairs. Then I went back to my room. I guess they wouldn't miss the money for a little while, but I knew they would come looking for it as soon as they found it was gone. I wanted to hide it as soon as I could. I waited until everyone was asleep, then I crept downstairs with the money. I saw the coffin in the parlor, a funeral set for the next day. I went in and looked around. The only place I could see to hide the money was in the coffin. I took the bag in under the leg just below where the man's hands were crossed. It sent shivers down his spine. His hands were so cold. Well, the next day was a funeral. It sure was strange to see the coffin being buried. I was the only one who knew there was $6,000 hidden in it. That night, the king told his girls that he and Willem had to hurry back to England. He wanted the girls to settle their estate as soon as possible. He said that they should leave have an auction for the house and all the properties. He even said that William would take the girls back to England. It pleased the girls so much to hear that. They agreed right away and told the king to sell off everything as quickly as he wanted. Mm-hmm.